0: Mother! You silly kid! What the f**k have you
1: done?! F**king enough! You are f**king biased! Never again! What well, are you coming out on a f**king job with me?! That is it! Honestly Moza, that is the day's your last f**k stand that is! You're done!
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the last podcast of 2019 then. Not the last one we're ever going to do, obviously. We'll be back in 2020 for more podcasts for you all to be listening to from DNA. So, what of all, well, what have I been up to? Uh, Yeah, spoiler alert, I suppose. I've finally won myself a bloody mozza versus. Ah, yes, thank God for that. Which was nice, really nice from Burners Hall, uh, a venue that's obviously got a fair amount of fish in, a fair amount of big fish as well. Some lovely, lovely carp in that Burners Hall. Edited that or done anything about that yet, so I won't let the cat out of the bag about that next shoot, which was amazing, um, until that is ready as such. So I'll probably talk about that one on the next. Podcast. So I'm going to dive straight in to this interview with Chris Bones, who's a world champion. He's a British champion, and he works for Tracker, and he flies around the country, you know, in his van, doing what he does for Tracker, which we document a little bit about on this interview. So hopefully, hopefully, you all enjoy this interview with Chris Holmes. So, welcome to the podcast, Christopher Bones Holmes, the Bonesy Man. Bones, oh, fish fans. Fish fan, bad <laughs> geezer. How long have I known you for?
1: Oh, How yeah. long has it been? I can't think of when I first met you. It's got to be a good six, seven years old at all. That long? It's got to be, innit?
0: Bloody hell. It has to be. Jesus. I'm to think
1: back. I'll, have been of... for... I'll have been at Tracker for. I'll have been at Tracker. I'll tell you five years next august right
0: it was actually just before you got your tracker job oh yeah it's
1: probably about four or five years
0: carp yeah. in the park i think was the first time Ah I yeah the, when, when the fox were there that was yeah yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah because yeah, i remember well, you get um getting the okay for the job then i believe
1: yeah but i remember that um after i got the job lewis porter sent a uh, an email to mm. the lads at work saying you know chris holmes is a great lad and i remember feeling quite Quite proud of that, having Lewis send it because you know Lewis, he's, he's a great. Guy. I've been in the trade long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And he sent me an email just saying, you know, he's a really good guy, and I think he would do really, really well for you and stuff. And I thought that was quite nice of him. Yeah, actually. definitely. Yeah, yeah. I remember we went down to carp in the park, didn't we? And we all sat next to the lake, and Bart was casting over towards the boats. Well, um,
0: towards the boats. I think it was casting into the car know, park yeah, behind uh, the boats.
1: <laughs> I was remember thinking at the time I lived on a boat, and I remember thinking if he was casting a lead towards my boat like that, I'd have been around there clubbing him. Um, mm. Yeah, it was yeah. So it's good for five years, about yeah. five years plus for sure. definitely. Yeah.
0: When was the first time we got out filming and this, that, and the other?
1: Oh, what have we done? It was like the first thing. I was think that was the first one, farlows
0: No, that it was couldn't for have been. The first
1: winter season. No, I'm trying to think what winter series I've done. Couldn't have
0: been that one. That one went down well, though, didn't it? Oh, we had a right giggle. That yeah, was though? good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you managed to <laughs> catch carp. I managed to catch
1: a bream. I haven't like, had <laughs> any success on these winters. <laughs> you know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we blanked last year. Didn't make a video out of it. We are blanking here again. I just oh, didn't no. get to bother. I blame Jace. I oh, do, yeah. I blame Jace, Yeah, completely.
0: Why? <laughs> because
1: it's Jace. I just want to blame him <laughs> because it'd just be easier to blame him than blame myself. It's always better
0: to blame someone else. Yes, yeah, it even. must
1: be. It would be, I think, because that was probably the first time we. Because how long have you been with DNA now?
0: Oh, I don't know. Someone asked me this the other day and I, I couldn't remember. Many years.
1: It's, it's not... I think I've been with DNA six years now, seven years. Um, I think it was the year before I won the British and I won the British in 2014. So it will be about seven years been with DNA. So I mm. thought you have been with them three or four years, haven't you? I
0: think it's, it's got to be longer than that, I think. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, look at us two reminiscing. Oh no, yeah, world. yeah. Sorry, I was looking into your eyes when you said that. I just, got a, I just got a bit of a touch. <laughs> we did have a crack at farlows though. It was but, good. But
1: yeah, we did. It, I love this social fishing, especially in the winter.
0: Yeah, mate. You know, it
1: is. It is nice, and it's such a great time to get out. You know, it's there's so many. The banks tend to be quieter, although they don't seem to be here this weekend. Mm. But the banks tend to be quieter. You know, you can get out with your mates. You can chill out. You can sit, and you know, you tend to be able to get nearer the fish. But if you catch fish is the hardest thing but I do like this winter social fishing for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just lots of tea drinking and a tiny bit of scotch and it's nice.
0: Mm, yeah, that scotch is lovely that you've brought here. Oh yeah, it's not too bad. It's nice. So we should let people know what we're actually up to, so Yeah. So what yeah. are we doing at the minute? We're Other than sat in your bivy of course, right, with yeah. two microphones in know, our hands quite, looking like <laughs> It's Ryan nice dibs. and cosy in here to
1: be fair. <laughs> um the, so we've just started filming the winter series. Um obviously you and myself are doing all of them this year. Mm-hmm. Um currently down at western park with uh, king tong um we're not doing that great and then the lake seems to have really switched off with a lot of heavy rain we've had
0: yeah, uh, yeah. which is
1: a shame really because western can do even though it's only shallow it can do some great winter fishing but you know we had that deluge when we arrived pretty much as soon as we got the rods out and that yeah. was going to knock on
0: there you normally associate most sort of uh winter waters with them being shallow really don't yeah you? They're, they're the ones that tend to do most of the bites in the winter but not as it's going into winter really yeah. is it you know you, you more i found with my fishing anyway mm. it's once you're sort of in the depths of winter and you get them yeah. slight changes in the weather they're the ones that warm you up can get, You can quicker, nabber, nabber get affected bite, can't by yeah. it
1: more it's it's difficult because i've got a good mate of mine dave He's one of the DNA's. You mate Dave. Yeah, mate Dave. <laughs> um, I've got him on DNA recently, and he's been having a lot of fish out of a pier. He was here last week, he had three fish in the day. Mm. Um, so I was really positive when we said we were coming, yeah, I was looking, yeah. but then I looked at the weather and was like, oh, you, you dirtbag. It's right, um, you
0: can swear on these. Oh, can I? Yeah, it's fine.
1: bitch twat. Because <laughs> um, I knew that cold rain was coming in. It was going to be a bit chilly. It's going to be clear tonight. I think it's going to be colder tonight. Um, but yeah, he's been having a few out of here. I know he's been doing really well on the SLK. Has he? Um, yeah, he's been bringing mm. the SLK. Hence here, so. you bringing the SLK. Yeah, because so I've been putting obviously the new test bait, the bug in, um and then there's been a supply issue with it, so I haven't carried on using it. So, of course, when Dave said he'd been having a few on SLK, and I haven't been up here since June, um I thought, All right, okay, I'll bring some SLK. Up mm. here. But it just. We haven't seen fish, have we? We haven't really seen no. a great deal at all. No, they're
0: not. Um, it, they're shut up. You can yeah. tell, you, you know, the minute you're staring at the pond, yeah, it's yeah. definitely shut up shop yeah. here, isn't it?
1: They're not moving or anything. We're not catching any. And it's just, it doesn't feel right. It's bitter cold. You know, you, I'd have expected to have seen a couple of shows and there hasn't been a great deal. So. No. Yeah. But we'll stay positive. It's still yeah, enjoyable mate. being here, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We're having good fun. The old. We've been abusing Tong all day so it's, uh, it's, it's worth being out <laughs> just to abuse him yeah.
0: Well it's got to be better than sat inside your van running around the oh, country which right, is what yeah. you normally do. So what, what is it you do for a living then?
1: So I'm uh, an Accounts Manager for Tracker, Signet, Aqua and now Frenzy. Uh, rec- Bloody hell. Yeah recently we bought the band Frenzy for Match Fishing which is really good because I do um, like a bit of me matchbox fishing um so basically I visit I've got 64 accounts all over the country over the wow, of the south 64. Really? yes but I cover from norfolk Wales Birmingham Bristol um down to Toddbermana Dorset um, Milton Keynes I cover all those areas wherever there's a shop that's got a tracker account that's one of my accounts so I have to mm. visit them and help them out and sort bits out it's a good job and you know I do a lot of miles since the end of February so far we're in November and I've, I've done 32,000 miles so wow, far this bloody year hell. so it's a, a lot of mileage um, but then my job's got loads of bonuses we've just been out to Lesmont to do some filming mm. so had a week in Lesmont filming Uh, I was down at Linear last week filming for a couple of days to do some new products. So it comes with it, but the the job's an interesting job in the fact that it's seven days a week. If a shop's open, then I'm open. So if they need something or they need a question answering, I answer my phone. So, you know, it's, it's not a nine to five job. It's, you know, these, these shops need help. And if there's a product, that if there's a customer in the shop and they need to know something about a product that's whether they'll buy it or not, then of course I'm gonna to need to answer my phone. Mm. So we do answer up we do it is quite a long job, but it's an enjoyable job. I'm working in my hobby. Yeah. I mean yeah. how can you how can you dislike working in your hobby? I'm very lucky I get the new kit when it comes out, they always want us using the new kit and things like that. So it's there's so many bonuses to it really, really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Has Tracker got much new kit coming out and we
1: we're releasing we release products all the time. We've just released um, some new Bivvy lights that are really good. Um, they've got an emergency charging port on them which is nice so if your phone went flat yeah. then you've got an emergency charging USB port. They've got three white lights They've got a red light and an orange light. Uh, they've also got a torch attached to them um, There's a smaller one the 150 and a big one 200. So they're quite a nice little bit mm. of kit that we've just released um, There's all sorts really it's always coming out obviously our latest bivvy was the Tempest 100 Which is the replacement for the v2 bivvy. We've added more vents um, because in the summer it's nice, four vents open in the back and the front. Yeah, half. Yeah. It's, it's got a great breeze. Mm. And the Tempest is just such a good bivvy. Uh, we've got lots of variations of it and things like that. Um, we've got lots of new products coming again in the spring. Uh, I believe we've got a sales meeting on the 3rd of December, so I'm going to see a load more new products. Um, yeah, there's always bits coming from us. Obviously, we released the rods last year. Uh, they've been received quite about well by the people that have bought them. Mm. Um, I've been using them, they're fantastic. I'm really happy with them. Yeah, I've yeah. got 13 foot three and a half's. Um, Big fan. Um, you I, do
0: a lot of distance fishing, anyway.
1: Yeah, not half I, I, for a distance rod, I'd need a little bit more. And I know that I've said to work that I'd like to see a distance rod, so I'd want to see right. that. You put...
0: So is that not the distance rod? Well, there, it is there. our
1: distance rod. You would, you, you happily fish one forties, one fifties with it. Um, right. But when you need to put solid bags a long way, like when we do with the England stuff and that, you're putting them one sixties, one seventies. You know, out in Hungary it was one seventies, one eighties. You need. You, you know it's a complete different class of rod for things like
0: that mm. um it's a long bloody way isn't it, it is yeah it's crazy it's fishing, fishing at, like that. i know a lot of people say to me, "Oh, i was fishing at 150 was you yeah it's was the, you really you know Teddy yeah. edmunds
1: has proved a lot of times when people say they hit 150 at the clip it's not 150 across long, um but it's fishing to a clip of 150 yards is how much line you're going out but it's a crazy distance you know I've been, it's a
0: long long way
1: yeah watching carl pitcher he's he's just in He's insanely good at fishing at long range. He fishes down at Grenville, it's renowned for long range. Yeah. And watching him fish 180, 190 yards, and he's putting a Spom 180, 190 yards. Mm. It's, 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 unreal. Hard, it's hard work as it's well, you know. It's Is he dry. spotting
0: accurately at, at that range as well? <laughs> I
1: say accurately, he's not far off. You're not far off. It's a close enough area that you're catching, you know, and you're putting so much bait out. I think when last time I fished with a team, we were in Hungary, and we were sat 168 yards and I spotted like that for four and a half hours with a big spawn. and it ended up causing me a lot of problems with my arm and I think it gave me massive I had a twinge in my right arm from my operation I think from years ago and it gave me the worst tennis elbow I've ever had I couldn't do anything couldn't lift and it, it, I was still having problems with my arms it was one of the reasons I said to Hughie that I need to back out the team because I said to him I can't if I'm not 100% I shouldn't be in the swim No, yeah, because yeah. it's because it's not me that I'm letting down, I'm letting down everyone, and that's yeah, team yeah. fishing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is along our way, but I mean, those rods are happy at like 120s, 130s, are really happy fishing. You know, I was sat at linear at 118 this week, three and a half ounce lead, mm. you know, 13 pound line, and yeah, it's yeah. happy days. It's, yeah, it's which nice is fishing. a typical, uh, it's you a know, typical fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah know, so, it's a, a bit
0: a, of an all round rod then, I think. Yeah, it is, fantastic. Did you say it's a 13? Yeah, rod?
1: I've got the 13 foot three and a half I'm using. Um, we do do uh, two versions to define the propel. Um, they both come in uh, 13 foot three and a half, and then we've got 12 foot three, 12 foot three and a half. Mm. Um, we've just released 10 foot rods. Um, a lot of the guys in europe for a 10 foot you do a lot of boat fishing yeah yeah. you yeah. know 10 foot rods people tend to like them a little bit mm, the boats, don't they yeah um, so we've released the 10 foot rods and for the european market also the, the uk market but uh, mainly based towards the uh, european market yeah yeah and they're very nice i'm yet to use them um, i've had a little play with them but i'm yet to actually use them yeah um just because you know it's like you, you go and do these different things and my 13 foot are set up i'm quite happy to use a 13 foot here i know i'm not fishing very far but the action in the rod's so nice it's so soft in the tip I'm not worried about mine. Right. I really, really like them
0: to yeah. it. Yeah. So, like speaking about your English, uh, yeah. English, sorry, your England team fishing. Mm. So, I mean, how did that all come about then?
1: Um, myself and Rivers, we fished and won the British, and we'd done just did very well in everything we were. We were winning matches. We would we got through to all the finals consecutively, um, and then. Rob took over the team. Um, he'd seen us fish. He, he liked the way we fished. Maybe who was with?
0: In. Who was running the England team before Rob?
1: It was um, Pete and Ian. So uh, Pete House Ian Huntington. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did yeah. a great job. I mean, it's, it, I talk to Pete quite a lot more than anything, and he always says it's a poison chalice. The whole England thing is a poison chalice, because if you do well, you're heroes. Like when we won in Spain, we were heroes. Mm. You know, and then you don't do so well and your shit and Rob's made the wrong choice and why isn't this person in the team yeah, and why isn't that yeah, person in yeah. the team but what a lot of people don't understand is that it's a completely different style of fishing I mean I'd love to still do it but and a lot of the lads in the team say Bones you need to come back in but I don't feel I can give it 100% because of my arm My arm's, I still struggle with it now a little bit it's been bad the past few weeks you know it's anything and if you're not 100% you shouldn't be in there yeah. you know and I've, I've sort of we still do a little bit of match fishing Neil and I um, but I'm so busy with work you know people think that you get to do a lot with this trade but my fishing personal fishing suffered massively yeah from it does for it. a lot of people yeah. doesn't it just because of the time mate you know it's busy and then you you know you i'm away a bit with work and you know there's a lot of a lot of trips and things that we we do and then you know you get back home and you've got your normal like family life and stuff that you want to get on with and yeah you know there's always something that's always i'm at that age where there's a lot of weddings and things like that so um yeah it's, it's difficult you know I've really struggled my fishing a bit this year I've had a ticket on Western Park all year and I haven't really fished here since June I think it was the last time I was up here and I really wanted to try and get up here quite a lot mm. and I just haven't managed to which is a real shame yeah so really want, there's some beautiful fish in here not the biggest fish in the world but it's I think the biggest in here at the minute they reckon's around 37 38 mm. pound mm. And, um, but they're fantastic looking fish. Yeah, the shallow, yeah. clear water is fantastic for the, for the mm. colour of the fish.
0: That's for sure. Well, I want to find out a bit more about the England thing. So going yeah, yeah. back, going back to yeah. that. So, um when was the first time you fished for the England lot? So was that back in two thousand and fourteen, the year you won the year it? We yeah. It. Um, so I mean, let's what? Up. Let's just try that back out. there. So what? You know, how did that? So that obviously come about so, with you winning the British Championship. Yeah, we won the British, you, you Rob, done very well which we'll talk about in a little while, yeah, about the we, British stuff. And We then, got
1: into the finals of both the major competitions the year after. Um, we'd been in the finals for the year before, no, it was the first year that we were in the finals of the British that we won it. Um, and then we, you know, Rob approached us and said, would you lads like to join the team? Uh, we said, of course. He said, I'm changing things around, mixing things up. Um, Kept Billy and Jamie in there because they've just been, you know, they've been in the team so long. They know, they understand this. People think it's like fishing a match here, or it's completely different. Mm. You know, these Europeans are fishing at 200, over 200 yards, and fishing with four pound line at that. And, and it'll four blow people. Line. people it'll blow people's heads up to come and watch the watch the worlds. Um, How are they getting away with that? Well, what four they pound do, line. Yeah, they put four pound line on. Then they'll put like. 50 yards of um, like eight or ten pound line on then they'll put a 50 pound chop leader on what? so they hit it that hard that the first 50 yards has gone out the ring so quick that then the four pound line just goes and there's so much stretching line at that sort of range like we fished on the ebro in the worlds and we fished with eight pound line and that's in the ebro and we you know we never had any cut offs we never had any snaps nothing really like that, yeah. um neil and i i think we landed the first fish in our section um and me and bart when bart came in um, we actually got one snagged up on eight pound line and still managed to get get it out. Yeah, how
0: a, long were you playing the fish for? You must have been playing them for ages. No, it,
1: you'd be surprised <laughs> how strong that line is. We use um, it's a Daiwa Tournament ST line. It's called. Right. It's a green line, and a lot of the tournament casters are using it now. Um, it's just such so such good line. It, it's not the best sinking line, but it is an amazing casting line. It just comes. I remember the first time I spooled up with it. And we'd had a cast with it. I went and met Hutchie and said to Hutch, you've got to have a go with this line. And he had a look at it and he hit it. Cleared Drayton and went over the trees. And he was like that, Jesus. You know, it's just such a good casting line. And you know, even in the 10 pound version, it's a good line as well. Mm. But. but so we were fishing with eight pound line but some of these europeans on the
0: ebro as well
1: yeah yeah Yeah, we were fishing solid bags as well so double bagging solid bags in about 45 foot of water 45 foot of water 160 170 yards putting solid bags out and then we were method blasting over the top so we're putting out big method balls over the top at about 150s so the method balls were sitting short of where we were fishing Mm. and what you did is you felt the let the bag down And if it speeded up, you knew the bag had melted. So we would sometimes double, triple. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Um, But the Europeans, that was the year that the Europeans took note of us, especially with PVA bag fishing, because we we won it. Mm. Uh, It was very close and there was a lot of tears and a lot of happiness, and we just had such a good time.
0: Yeah, amazing. Uh,
1: it was incredible, it's yeah, my best fishing experience of my life. I did it with one of my best mates, well more than one of my best mates. You know, and there was you know, like, Harry and Lex were there and Bill and Jay were there and like, Wayne Mansford, Ryan Need came over, Tom Maker came over, they were mm. our runners. You know, they came over off their own backs, mm. that wasn't a paid for, and I mean, most none of us paid, got paid for anything for the world. No, like, no. The amount of money, the thousands and thousands of pounds we've all put into it over the years, is crazy, and people who mm. think it's paid for, it's not. No. It really isn't. And they came over off their own backs and supported us. It was fantastic. And then we went on and did a. I did another two or three years, um, and then I just couldn't do it anymore. One, I couldn't afford to do it anymore. It's so much money all the time. Yeah. Um, and two, my arm just wasn't up to it. No. I just said I shouldn't be in there. because it's crazy, it's such a different style of fishing, you couldn't get your head around it unless you went and sat there and watched it, mm. these Europeans, some of them are, there'd be one person casting the spawn while someone else is reeling it in, so that he doesn't get tired reeling in, and they're doing things like that, and it's yeah, like wow, yeah. and they're, they're, they're all cooking up different baits and things you haven't seen before, you know, the goo for instance, that comes from the world championships, yeah, the year yeah. that South Africa caned it, Pete and Ian were running it, they, they found the um guys they spoke to them they started distributing it and making it in the uk now he makes it all himself um but that goo comes from south africa from the, mm. thing. the dissolvers that mainline make they're from the worlds from the from the uh company cpk that make a um soluble um, but they're a long process and although companies have, have looked at it it's just a long process there's lots of different things you see out there it's, fun. it's great fun i do miss it terribly and i miss the the buzz with the boys yeah. but, I haven't got the time time to do it at the minute. I don't think or the I haven't with my arm and with the money and things. I just don't feel like I could give it what it needs. And you shouldn't be there if you're not.
0: That's no, not sure. yeah. no. So, so obviously moving on on, on from um, Spain or, or moving back a touch. So yeah. you you uh, you obviously you won the British yeah. Championships. so yeah, I think that, it was 2014, me yeah. nil, wasn't it? 2014
1: was it? Yeah, we did something that <laughs> if anybody. <laughs> If you told them you were going to be to do it, they'd have been like, shut up. Right. And what it was is we went we went down for a practice and what we did is I fished in the swim and Neil walked the entire Is this the swim you won it from? Yeah, and a, it's right. funny because I practiced, we practiced in a couple of swims, but one of the swims we won it from is the swim I practiced it. And what Neil did is he went round every single swim that was free and he led it about. So we had an idea of where was what. Um, when it came to it, I was up the tree And i noticed under the tree was a nice big clear area and i just threw a few handfuls of pellet to get onto the clear area and i saw the fish that were over the thing turn and come towards it and that was instant they must be stock fish they're used to the sound of pellets Mm. so when it came to the actual final we were under in a solid bag and catapulting pellets over the top of it now if you you were back in the original days of raceberry weren't you? Mm. you you remember that those sort of bits you you had bits to do down there if someone told you they were going to go and catapult pellets over things now <laughs> we caught a couple of originals like that as well mm. um using a solid bag and i could see in your face you're like i hate the fact someone's <laughs> done that at Raysbury. um but it worked and and we were times like have that. changed have yeah,
0: you know and have accepted what it is that's you know. right
1: yeah it, it was just, it was such a buzz, and to do it with rivers, and there was a lot of tears again, and things like that. It was, yeah, amazing. It, we had, um, Brad Greening was our runner, and he, he was he was just such a buzz, you mm. know, to catching fish like that out of a lake, with that history, and to win it the first year it was on there, yeah. doing something that there was no one else that would have thought of doing that, it was just where we were in our fishing, we were forward thinking, we were thinking a lot of different things, and it just worked, and it worked for us on the day, it worked for us in practice, um, and yeah, it was just a fantastic couple of days with a lot of nerve. I remember Snowy and Sainty were down in uh, Bonds where they pushed the James Bond car in, and uh, they they were snapping our heels. Pushing
0: James Bond car in.
1: Yeah, the Bond swim. That's why it's called the Bond Swim. Oh, in the I never
0: one, knew anything about that. Yeah,
1: if, if one, in one of the movies, one of the James Bond movies, right. he's tied up in the back of a Rolls Royce and he gets pushed into a lake. Well, that's that swim there on the left-hand oh, side. Oh, I, I never knew manage. that. Yeah, that's why it's called the Bonds. It's where they pushed him in in a Rolls Royce into the lake. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bloody yeah. hell, I never knew yeah. <laughs> And Snowy and St. were down there. and they, they, I think they were the only pair that's ever done really well out of that swim. I think Wayne and Ryan did all right out there one year. Um but yeah it's no insane and they were snapping at our heels on the last morning and then me and he, i remember we had i think it was a 25 and then we had another couple of fish and we pulled away a little bit mm. but again the spot just it was just they just moved in on this close spot and i remember that that spot become quite a well-known spot then to the local anglers but someone in his wisdom thought it'd be a good idea to go and rake it and uh he went and raked it and it wrecked it and it never did fish again it's never really? done fish since now how would you do no. that i don't know it never needed it It was a lovely spot you could simply underarm a bag down there it was fantastic With a bit of bait over the top and you caught fish off it i think they moved because they moved the ghost barge down into the corner and that always holds fish they were just moving along that margin and coming to that mm. spot and feeding but then he someone went went down there and raked it to death and just wrecked it and it just hasn't done fish like that since Strange old no, people no, for these carpangers. Stra- yeah. <laughs> we are strange, boys, to be fair. <laughs> some of the things Ian said to me this weekend and showed me <laughs> has, uh, made me realize just how strange he is. So, yeah, no, it's good. Does,
0: mm. Has anyone else sort of taken that on board there, do you think? You know, uh, through the matches by like firing pinging pellets? Were, were they no, big pellets, were they small uh, pellets or small pellets?
1: We just used a mixture of the, it was mostly the four mil. Um, S7 pellets, and then mm. we got some slightly larger Coppins pellets, so the darker Coppins pellet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay sorted them out. like an 8mm? Eight, eight yeah, we were, or... we were pinging them over the top just so they had a longer breakdown than the 4mm. Um, and we just pinged them, and that's mm. what we did. And I was just filling my catty, chink, 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 and that was it. We had a couple of fish off a spot that was about 20 wraps, about 80 yards, that was a sandbar, and we had a couple of fish off that, but it was choddy. We were using chods because There was a lot of bits and there was just crap all over everything. Um, and we lost a couple on chods, which I've never found a chod rig great.
0: I oh hate yeah. chods, I just
1: don't seem to it ever get a really good off. hook hold, yeah, like man. Especially if you need to drop the lead and if you're dropping the lead, and, and it's like, well, if you're doing the trick where you used to pass it through and use the bit of PVA nugget, mm. I don't think the lead was there to set the hook enough. Nah. So, and we dropped a couple on that, but still, you know, we still <clears> won, which was the main thing, yeah, yeah. I do, I do know a few tactics that... I know people have gone down there and spotted slop over zigs, and that's kind it. Really? But they're banned now. They've banned zigs on there completely because right. it's just too weedy. Mm. It's too weedy to have big, long zigs out. Mm. Um, you know, I know... Um, uh, corn's working down there, things like that. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. there's been... There's, but nobody's done the pinging thing. I know the next year some people tried, but it just didn't work. didn't work the same. I think the fish... Right. I think some of the fish we caught were the stockfish that had been in there a few years, but they. I think because they'd lost... They hadn't heard that noise so much anymore. They lost it as that being food, I suppose. Mm. Well, You've worked on a fish farm. And yeah, you go yeah. and spray the pellets, spray the. Pellet. Yeah, you don't yeah. That's how, how you do it. Yeah. And they will get very used to it. And anybody See, who's fishing a lake that turns up somewhere where they have just stocked a load of fish, mm. pinging some pellets out, you know, you can turn up to um, like Boddington and places like that, just pleasure fishing. You ping some pellets, some 8mm pellets, they'll go wild for them. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wild for them. Yeah. Garston's yeah. the same exactly the same we ping boilies over at Barston mm. you ping boilies over the top of zigs uh, and on the bottom and they've banned it in the normal match box fishing so you're not allowed to do it um, because the match, match anglers started complaining about the amount of money that you have to spend on boilie <laughs> which I why? thought was ridiculous because they won't think anything to spend in 20 quid on a kilo of worm <laughs> but they won't spend 10 quid on a kilo of boilie oh um, is that why it got banned yeah really? Nigel banned it Yeah, because they all moaned about how much money it costs to ping boilies oh mm. my god yeah it's mad isn't it mental
0: Mm. because the s7 used to be the one there didn't it do you think that was a color thing or was that a? don't
1: yeah well there was the s7 and the mark one but the mark one never actually got released did it from mainline they were yeah. the two that dominated on there but the amount of anglers when i've been down there filming and stuff to film the big competitions that are all sponsored by the bait firms that are all using s7 yeah they've know, all yeah. got s7 everybody because mm. they all know that it does well on there the match anglers use it now as well i, I give it to them when i see them and liquids they're all bones you got any more of that liquid that liquid That liquid? because <laughs> we, we all use the food liquid down there mm. um and it just seems to work i'm not sure why but it just does it's yeah. always been a bait that's worked on there always 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 yeah mental. it is weird how it's like that isn't it yeah very it's cool really, really weird mm.
0: so after after you won that i mean that, that so you you pretty much won that from fishing in the edge i take yeah, that yeah, it that final i yeah. bet that's not been done really no, before no, a final it, or after i think
1: the people that have won it since we won it then who else won it next
0: how many did you have down the edge how many I fish can't remember how many fish. One? I think we
1: finished on about twelve fish. I think
0: Wow, it was, really that many? Yeah, we
1: probably had about seven or eight fish down that edge. Oh wow! Yeah, it was crazy because we were just fishing one rod down there, and that was it—just slack lined, and it just would bow round, and you just hold it. it Man,
0: so you wouldn't get out on a normal session there, do you no, know what I mean? Like no. eight fish from down the edge. Yeah. Normally you catch two or three down Especially the edge, and all the all spots noise blown, and isn't it? You there. Know?
1: it was crazy. Yeah, we did really, really well. It was fantastic. We we're so happy. I, I remember Bart and Kev won it from the other end of the lake in the corner. Um, they were fishing sh- shortest just past the weed. Um, I remember them doing well out of there. They also did well once when round to the Yes, light. Yeah,
0: because Bart made a spot, didn't he? He did, yeah. Using yeah. little grappling lead, made That's a spot, it, and that it. was like five wraps out. So I suppose yeah. that was sort of and in the end. Wayne and Wine well, won right.
1: it. Last year they won it out of the back of Cigar Island. They raked it raked to spot before they started, everyone yeah. on what they doing?" And mm. they did it, they worked well out of there, yeah. um, obviously they've won it again this year from Farlows, mm. uh, and from again know. an unfavoured swim, yeah. well, I think that was, be, wasn't it? What Hugh's started doing with the England thing was that if you won the British then you'd get part of the squad, Yeah. but the problem was it was the squad that was winning every year, <laughs> and it was like well that's the reason they're in the team, because mm. they're that good, and you know, um, Bart and Kev won it two years running, Wayne and Ryan have won it two years running, me and Neil have won it, um, Harry came second, I think, one year on his own. Carl Pitchers came second. Mm. Um, I can't remember who won it the year after us. It was two young lads. Um, I can't remember their names now. So yeah, so it was. It when was, Raisby was a great venue for it, and they've moved it to Farlows, which I don't think is as good a venue for it. But um, although
0: there a lot of fish were caught in that first evening, though, yeah, weren't there? There was a lot yeah. of fish all round the pond as well. There was a lot of carp it's, caught, it's wasn't there?
1: One Farlows because sometimes it fishes really well and then other times it's just one or two pegs done. Mm. Whereas Raisby was never one from the same peg. No, away. no. It was, it, it was always
0: quite consistent yeah, as well for biggers as well. Some of them, yeah. made, like absolute giants from I, there, I, weren't they?
1: I filmed it for, the last two years at Raisby. I filmed it for, for Rob with BT Sport and i seen three or four pairs throw it away. Last year especially. Really? i seen a pair throw it away completely because they just they were so they just didn't understand i've watched people when they were spodding out and there's fish hitting the spod and they hadn't noticed it they weren't noticing the fish were hitting the spod on the surface so i was standing up a bit higher than them and i could see the fish hitting the bait as it was coming out of the spod right. they hadn't noticed it so you know there, there's ways that you could have fished for them and mm. cool fish and, um, so
0: you'd have just put over depth zigs on uh, i suppose no and over depth zigs. i'd have put oh. a
1: floater out there with a slow sinking bait like you're right. no fishing a pellet waggler Oh, you know right, you just yeah, throw that yeah. into it and that would worked you know mm. it, something like that mm. um so i've seen people throw it away but then i've seen people fish it very very well you know when and when what's the way, you
0: must well. have seen quite a few then so what's the what's the worst sort of throw it away sort of sessions you've seen how was their session going from sort?
1: <laughs> to- <laughs> well i've seen people leading it that have literally just been so blase about it yeah we'll do this we'll do that and they just it's just like that. you've got no idea where you're fishing or who you're fishing against don't think that just because you're leading now you're going to still be leading because these Mm. people around this pond will absolutely club you when they get them on you and that's the difference i remember people have said it to me and neil before and that once you guys start fishing you change you change gear once you start catching it, it's so organized and we're so, you know, with our rigs all being tied up and baits being, and you see it from all the lads from the England team, they're yeah. so organized with it, yeah, yeah. but then you'll see people that don't realize you need to be like that. Mm. They'll be fishing like they're fishing on a, on a normal session. Yeah. You know, we won't think anything of taking 100 rigs tied up. I know, us. 100 you know, bloody rigs. I know, it's annoying to, sh- 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 <laughs> to, to tie that many <laughs> rigs, especially raves. when you need to tie a lot of zigs, that's such a pain in the ass. Um, but you know, you're so organized, you've got two or three rods all set up, all clipped up, mm. all marked up. You know, you've got two or three spot rods ready set up. You're on B1 or something like that, you start catching fish, your spot rod all frapped up. You ain't got time sitting on picket. You need to pick no, up another rod yeah. because you stopped feeding them fish and they're gone. The, the worst, the worst probably thing that I've had in the British that still annoys me to this day. Now, I remember me and Bart talking about it a lot because it frustrated us both. So, Neil and I were fishing the semi-final at B1. We were doing really, really well. We were catching continuously. We were right up there where we needed to be. We were pretty much certain a qualifying had carried on. And then the guys to three or four pegs to our left put out half a sack of floaters. Mm. Now, the fish, they were catching fish off the top. But what happened was, because of the breeze, the floaters moved, and they came over our swim. And all of a sudden, we were catching on like 10-foot zigs. Then we stopped, so we had to move. We could see fish, so we moved up to 12-foots. Had another couple of bites, carried on. Then it stopped, and then we had to move up to over-depth. What it was, is where they'd put so many floaters in, they drifted over to us. What it did, is it moved the fish from them to us, on the top, and then the fish followed them all, and went straight down the shallows, and we didn't catch fish again. And Me and Bart tried arguing with them, that in the rules it states, you can only bait in your area. Now, if you put floaters out, this is why it's banned in match fishing, because you can't control your feed. The wind picks up, your feed's gone, but mm. it carries on. when it takes the fish with them. Yeah. And what they did, because they didn't control their feed, it, the fish followed them all down the shallows. And I remember the guys down the shallows having a whale of a time with the rod. Yeah, I bet and they, they did. Battered it, absolutely battered <laughs> it. And I remember being really annoyed about it. And it was Bart rang me after the match and was like, "Mate, you got to kick off about that." He said because they didn't control their bait. He said you and Rivers should have qualified out of that swim. Mm. He said you were you're well on for qualifying. He said you got the fish going; it was perfect. He said, but they fucked your swim up, no. and they did because the, the floaters came across and took the fish with them. And there's, you can't once fish have got on the floaters, they just don't; they just move with them and mm. just follow. Them and that's exactly what they did. No. And I remember Bart being really annoyed about it as well because it affected his fishing as well. Mm. I think he managed to qualify still because he was in a different section, um, and me and Neil didn't. You know, we've had a few, a few good sessions that, yeah. on B1. We, we won another competition down there. Um, we were fishing really short zigs at night. We had 11 fish through the night and no one had a fish. And that's because we were fishing like three foot zigs just right. at night. And
0: yeah, yeah. You know, most
1: people were sitting at the standard seven, eight foot. Mm. It's just always trying, always pushing, always. And that's the enjoyable part about fishing with your mate as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose in matches, they really keep you on your toes when, yeah. you, when you're sort of out there well, and in the you're world doing you don't it. No, you're lucky I to bet. you 20 minutes, and it's yeah. a
1: 72-hour 70, match, and you're lucky to get 20 minutes. Yeah, I bet. Know, you try and, I remember when we were in Spain, the temperature, it was amazing. In the day, you are red hot, shorts and T-shirt. In the winter, you were in full winter gear. In the night, you were in full winter mm. gear. It was so cold. I remember being sat on a chair with bar with a blanket over us, trying to warm up, still tying PVA bags, because we <laughs> needed to have them tied. And then I think we set the timer for 20 minutes, to so have a quick 20 minutes, and then change the rods again. Then okay, we catch, yeah. And then catch and it's, it's, you, you are ruined And then the only problem is After the match You then have to go straight To the party afterwards Have mm. some food Big meal And then a, a piss up And by yeah. the next day It's like Ugh. Yeah, it weren't, It's a uh... It's a long old time, that's
0: yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, yeah I can imagine time. it is. Mm. So, come, um, so you've been presenting with Rob, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously at the finals and stuff. Like, I didn't see your face there this year, no, he didn't so. He
1: didn't ring me, he didn't ask me. Um, oh, what have you I done? Well, no, he, <laughs> yeah, the past few years, Rob's been also filming the Predator Classic, you see, oh, so right. he's had to go to that. So, what he did is he just left me to do the British, uh, but right. Rob didn't need me to do it, I don't think, this year, so he didn't ask me. Mm. Um, I know he's, I think he's been doing bits and bobs, I think Hassan's helped. Him a little bit now. He knows that I'm busy, and a lot of the time, if he asks yeah, me, I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't think I've got time to fit it in. No. Um, I'd like to have done the British again because I'd like to have been there with Wayne and Ryan, they're good mates of mine. Mm. I've got a great paper picture that's going on my wall of them two when they won. um But it's, uh yeah, he, he didn't ask me this year. I'm not too fussed, mate. I've got so. so
0: yeah, days. I know. and we, oh, we all, mate? Ain't we all?
1: It's trying to get your own fishing in. And my sort of own fishing at the minute is, I really want to do a little bit more like what you do. I want to go out to Europe a bit more, I want to start doing a bit more boat fishing, a little bit different, you know, it's, go and do something more, just, it's like I did fished in Poland the other year, Mm. and it was fantastic fun, you know, you're out in the boats, you're finding your spots, you're baiting up, you're dropping your rig, you're boating it back in, you know, you're getting everything set, you're using the echoes, and it's just a different form of carp fishing, you know, it's like the rainbow thing, I've spoke to you about rainbow on loads of occasions, and it fascinates me, this whole double leading thing, and, you know, winding, line through trees Mm. and clipping it on Mm. clips and it's it's a completely it's like a new form of fishing yeah yeah and i'm really into looking to do a little bit
0: yeah yeah. but the thing is what you find with stuff like that is um yeah like some people they sort of say oh it's ruined my English fishing but I find the rainbow thing doesn't Yeah. yeah. you know because it's so far out there Yeah. you know it's so extreme it's it's completely different it's completely different from the English fishing and that's what I love that is probably one of the most things I love about rainbow not for the fact that the adrenaline is absolutely out of this world Mm -hmm. and obviously the fishing but but obviously, it doesn't affect my English fishing, and that, that See, is, you know, a must European for me. European fishing
1: has never affected my English fishing. Has it, it no not? I'll enjoy, you know. People like oh, you, some people have said to me, like, "What you gone on Western for? There's nothing big in there." I haven't come in here to catch any big. Come here no. to catch some fish. It's just enjoyable. Yeah, so yeah. I look at it as a different fishing. You know, I enjoy sitting on the matchbox. Get loads of grief for that. I love sitting on the matchbox yeah
0: mate each to I our own whatever makes fishing, you happy yeah. Isn't it? yeah definitely you know the
1: Poland thing we were in Lesmont the other week I see it as a completely different form of my fishing mm. that's my European fishing this is my English fishing yeah and it don't affect me either and there's a lot so many things out there you can do in Europe that you can go out and explore and all these lakes and things mm. like that it's there's just it's like massive unknown to me is, yeah, you know, yeah. To rocking up to these places and doing this boat fishing and you know it's long session fishing big bivvies lots of Lots of home comforts, and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, like, really, I do really, like really a home comfort, it, but
0: yeah. then I'm the first to set up on a bloody anthill in a bush <laughs> yeah. somewhere on an island, yeah, you know, over it. here somewhere, you know. Yeah. So mm. it's one of them,
1: definitely.
0: Right? Well, we're I'm starving, yeah. and I know you are, and oh, we're Ruby. yeah, yeah, mm. we're um, we're desperate for a curry, so this mm. is probably a good time to yeah. end. Mm. Thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: People enjoyed listening Dude,
0: to our ramblings, I'm sure they well, well, we'll have you back on. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Be and uh yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. All right, mate, I'll see you soon. Cheers, Dave. Bosh. <laughs> Hopefully you all enjoyed that interview with Chris Bones and you know a little insight there into, you know, the world championship fishing, his own fishing, and obviously the bits and bobs that he does for Tracker, etc. So that's it. That's it for 2019. That's the podcast done for this year. I'm not too sure how many exactly we managed to get done this year. I think 11, something like that, maybe 12. Who knows, I'm useless when it comes to figures and this and what I've done and blah, blah, blah. But yes, a very Merry Christmas to you all and a Happy New Year if you're listening to this in the New Year. And we'll be back with plenty more interviews for you all to enjoy.